Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host who never eats soggy waffles, Mozzie. Never in my life, never ever. How you doing? I'm doing well. I don't think I've ever intentionally ate soggy waffles. At least sometimes, like by the last like bite or two, they get soggy if there's enough syrup on them. Yeah, you put but... too much maple syrup on them, and then you know, then you are eating soggy waffles, and we don't. Because <laughs> you can never do it. That's what the directions tell us, right? The cardinal directions uh, don't let that happen. That's right. It's actually the same mnemonic I use, by the way. Never know. eat soggy waffles. Yeah. I think I learned that in fourth grade-ish. I don't know. Because <laughs> I've heard I've heard never eat sour wheat. Oh, well, that's but... actually very, you know, intelligent. Because if you're eating ergot, you're going you're gonna to get a toxin. <laughs> don't eat that ergot in your wheat. Yeah, that one's probably more, like, applicable. Because, like we said, the soggy waffle thing can be like a little hit or miss but i think like what when at a certain point and like they probably got tired of explaining to little kids like what sour wheat is so they just said okay don't eat soggy waffles and then that kind of stuck mm. but it's always never eat something so yeah that's true i guess they, they never they decided to like leave that in place because like they're like okay there's a lot of things we can think of to not eat but there's not a lot of things we can think of to not do or to do with soggy waffles so or <laughs> sour wheat or sour wheat but anyway, it helps us find uh, the right path to go down when we're going through the divisions. Mm-hmm. But uh, today we're going to go through the AFC, and we're going to start with uh, the North, because we're never um, eating those soggy waffles. So we'll just go through our list as we've got it here, uh, alphabetically mostly, with Baltimore. Mm. And, um, oh yeah, I guess I should say what we're going through as we go through these divisions. Um, we're going to go through the offseason changes, both... Uh, free agent and draft not necessarily naming every single thing because that's just a lot but anything that we think is like fairly impactful um some like certain changes whether it's major switches around on either side of the ball head coach changes oc changes and um how we think it'll kind of impact the fantasy landscape just kind of going over what's different from end of last year to this point we're at now in the 2023 calendar oh yeah and uh there were a lot of changes but I think it's better than last year's. Last year's was was a chore. Last year, absolutely. That was brutal. Because I remember so. I was keeping up with it and updating it as things happened. And I still, like, <laughs> I lost my mind. There were so many. Yeah, it, it was insane last year. It was it was a little more tame this year. There weren't as many trades. That yeah. was the main thing. We had a lot of trades last year. And that was, exci- was exciting, you know, from a fantasy perspective for, for us DGens. But... And they did it tough to keep up with. So Baltimore, their main thing, of course, was keeping Lamar. And also getting rid of Greg Roman and bringing in Todd Munkin. They're going to have a hopefully more diverse offense, one that's a lot less predictable. So how are you feeling about Baltimore? And uh, you want to go through some of, the, some of these big changes they've got? Yeah. Um, Todd Munkin's a relative unknown for me, but I'm here for it. Roman was just 
we knew exactly what Roman was doing, and often it worked against teams that just couldn't stop it. There was never really much mystery of how he was going to run his offense, so yeah, um, it was just whether or not they could stop it at all. I'm excited to see what Munkin does. They've certainly invested in the passing attack, as well as moving off of Roman kind of indicates they want Lamar to throw the ball more, and... I mean, bringing in Odell, they also got Aguilar, which is a nice wide receiver three guy. And then, of course, probably my favorite of the wide receivers in the draft, say Flowers, that they added, should really help that wide receiver core a lot. Yeah, now that you've got Zay, you've got Bateman too, like a, a really good young dude, and then Odell for them to kind of like learn from. And then if he's still, you know, if he's not washed, then he's also a really good option. And of course, you've got Mandrews. So, huge upgrade over the offseason for that for that group of pass catchers, and they uh, yeah they're pretty much a big move towards a uh, pass heavier offense. They a few defensive changes, um, no more Calais Campbell or Chuck Clark on D, brought in Rocky Sin, and then on offense no more uh, Ben Powers or Josh Oliver. I think the main thing is going to be can their O line kind of keep up the play they had going some last year because um, they started to gel a lot more as the season went on later, especially run blocking. But they didn't have Lamar, and unfortunately, so they couldn't really fully harvest it. But my dog is going mad. Can you hear this bitch? No. She is whining up a storm. She must see another dog. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, the Ravens are definitely trying to move in a different direction. And I, for me, with Munkin, so he's been successful with some pretty opposite archetypes of quarterbacks. He's been good with Jameis and Fitzmagic. Um, he was. In charge of the Georgia offense with Stetson Bennett, who is possibly the opposite of Jameis Winston, if I had to, like, place that. Yeah. <laughs> like, not arm strength. Jameis was actually kind of a statue. Bennett could move. So they're they're completely different to me. So um, I think that shows kind of some range there for him. And I'm going to give him a pass on Cleveland because of Kitchens. Yeah, wasn't so. he there when they had Freddie Kitchens? Like, yeah. It, yeah. So, that guy was but he game. knew to, yeah, he knew to get the ball to the best players though. Like the offense was Odell, who's here now, and then Landry, and you know, of course Chubb. So I, I think I don't think it can get a whole lot. Oh, I, I know it was Huntley for a lot of the year, but I, I think it's going to be a, a big improvement. And Lamar has proven that he's developed a lot as a thrower, so I, I think it'll work out for him. Yeah, I I constantly feel the need to bring it up, but. You know, week one last year when they played the Jets, I watched Lamar torch our defense. And if <laughs> Sauce Gardner's the number one corner in the league and DJ Reed's the number eight corner in the league, Lamar almost threw four touchdowns, if not for Sauce somehow blocking one from Mandrews, which barely makes sense. <laughs> and he did that because he was torching our safeties. He was reading our defense and just whenever he had a one-on-one with the safety and they were off the corners, he just torched us. So mm. there's... Like, I understand people like to shit on Lamar, but he knows how to read defenses now, and that should scare people. I, Zay, so I think the last thing I want to bring up is just Zay Flowers, to me, is an absolute weapon, and he's really dangerous. And it might not be an immediate sort of connection kind of thing, but if he can get the ball to him five times a game, that's that's going to do a lot for them. Yeah, and he's someone who can stretch the field for him, too, which they haven't really had since they let Hollywood go. So, 
I, I think he's like again he like we both like him a lot especially just his general like play style and his kind of demeanor I think he's gonna bring a nice like edge that the Ravens want so and then outside of losing I guess defensively outside of losing Chuck Clark who was good um, but he was traded outside of him their defense didn't really get much worse and their defense really started to click towards mm-hmm. the second half of last season when people are talking about how stacked the AFC is, they're usually kind of an afterthought, like, oh, yeah, and the Ravens are going to be good because they have Lamar back. But they're they're potentially one of those top AFC teams. Yeah, this this might be the best team they've had around Lamar, aside from maybe his like his his first couple starts of his career. Like that the team around him at that point was pretty solid. But uh, this is probably the best roster they've had around Lamar, which yeah, is kind of funny because they paid him, too. That, um, the AFC North, I'm kind of glad we're starting with them because the whole AFC North, I think, is going to be very scary this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, I think it, I don't know by record if it was last year or not, but this is, I would assume, probably the best division of football. I think it it might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they had, uh, actually, no, the NFC East had the best overall record, I think, but. They're going to be good, too, but I think all four of the teams in the AFC North are going to have possibly a, a winning record. Yeah, like we're looking at we're looking at the Browns. I think we both probably would put the Browns last, and like they're they're still like a solid team. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, next up we've got Cincinnati, the uh, the 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 reigning champs of this division. So change wise, they didn't do a whole lot. Um, They don't have Jesse Bates. That's probably the biggest one. Um, I think that everyone's gonna kind of pinpoint. No, no more Jesse Bates. No more Von Bell. Uh, no more Eli Apple, but I put him in the green column because I don't know if that's like addition <laughs> by subtraction or not. Uh, <laughs> it depends on the weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on offense, uh, no more Hayden Hurst. He's been replaced by Irv Smith. And then uh, no more Samaj P. Ryan, but they did get Orlando Brown on the line. So yeah, uh, any any line depth they can add, I think, is a great move. <laughs> so yeah, they're um... on defense. Oh, yeah, on defense, they also added Nick Scott and Sidney Jones a free agency. Yeah, Nick Scott's a really hard-hitting safety, so they mm-hmm. definitely got the, you know that safety position filled up. But you know Jesse Bates, it is a loss and it sucks, but they're still a very good team. And Lou Anarumo is still cooking over there. Yeah, how do you, how do you feel about their their draft class? Draft class was interesting. I like Miles Murphy. Um, I think he fell a little bit more than what I was expected. Basically, if you switched Miles Murphy with Will McDonald that was sort of the consensus of where each of those guys would go. Gotcha. Um, But I mean, they like to have a rotational piece there just to help keep the D line healthy, which is a huge part of their defense. So I like that. Chase Mm -hmm. Brown is in a very interesting position with Joe Mixon sort of in purgatory right now. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I think he could be pretty might be with the team. I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. Is Mixon going to be with the team by the time September starts? I have no idea. It sounds like he might be. I've not seen any, like, update since, like, they brought the case back up. So I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what what's going to come of that. But, yeah, it's an interesting spot for Chase Brown because, like, if Mixon, like, isn't <laughs> available, then, like, it's Chase Brown and Travion Williams and Chris Evans. So, like... Chase Brown could easily emerge and like he could easily start the season as the backup. So yeah, he's definitely got some value is one reason I was looking at him in our dynasty rookie draft was Chase mm-hmm. Brown just because if Mixon's not there, then I guess he's kind of 
RB1 almost. Yeah, and speed speed's his game. So that's that's kind of the name of his. And that's kind of what they did with all their draft cuz uh cornerback DJ Turner is also like a 428 guy or even less maybe. They just took the fastest corner in the class. <laughs> and I have no problems with that. Uh, I'm looking at my my Chase Brown uh thing and I think I I wrote that he seems adverse to go past 45 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, isn't he like a uh, just like purely up and down guy? Yeah, he was really north and south. He didn't like to like go side to side at all. Yep. So. Never soggy. <laughs> 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 what do you think of uh, Charlie Jones? I've seen a lot of people talk about him as like eventual Boyd replacement. I don't know a whole lot about the guy. Um, I don't. He's got him pre-draft. So yeah, I haven't watched him yet. So I don't have a real strong opinion on him yet. Yeah, I didn't watch him pre-draft. He was kind of the, you know, round four potential upside to be a starter. I don't think he's going to do much this year. I think yeah, he, he could in the in the future years or if Boyd were to get hurt, but I think he's got some development to do. He's only 175 in terms of weight, so he's got to put a little bit, of, small. little bit of weight on. Even as a slot corner, yeah. Uh, he started at Buffalo... And then went to Iowa and then transferred to Purdue. So kind of a weird journey. And then he didn't really produce much until his last year at Purdue. So it's always like a little concerning, like nothing until you transfer to Purdue and then get it going. So yeah, late blow up. But yeah, late, late bloomer, Mr. Charlie. So he <laughs> and like Trenton Irwin and um, I, I don't know who else is on the death chart past him. They'll, they'll kind of be the, uh, the, the depth behind the main three if any of them go down so Cincinnati didn't do like a, not like a ton change the, the main the main thing I think was the the Jesse Bates loss and how they'll kind of fill that void yeah I think that you can pretty much expect similar things from their offense which is mainly a burrow to Jamar Chase and Higgins with some void sprinkled in and then whoever the running back is uh, I think a good question though is Irv Smith what are we going to see from Irv Smith in the uh, city that seems to hand out good second contracts to tight ends? <laughs> yeah, this is kind of the career revitalization stop for, for tight ends. <laughs> and, like, it makes sense because, like, I think Uzoma, I don't, I don't remember if he was hurt to start his career, but he, you know, had a nice year here and then went on to the Jets. And then Hayden Hurst, he was just buried behind Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. I can't really fault him for that. Um, right it's okay if you're not as good as those two you can still be really good even if you're behind those guys um and then yeah how did he had a really solid year with the Bengals this past year and got paid so I think Irv whose career has kind of mostly been marred by injuries and then coaching change maybe didn't want to keep keep him around so I think coming here a fresh start he's still young he's just been in the league a while this could be kind of the, the perfect situation for him to get you know you're, you're gonna have most of the attention on Chase and Higgins so the we we might finally get that Herb Smith breakout we've we've been really wanting. That would be nice. At least something consistent. I'd like to see him stay healthy. And the Bengals, they're not a super tight end heavy offense. Their tight end is going to block a good amount because um, Burrow kind of necessitates that. He takes time. Not mm -hmm. that it's he takes that much longer than anyone else, but he does get a lot of he does get sacked a lot. Um, I do think that. They wanted a guy who can block and catch instead of a guy who's mostly just for catching or just blocking, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. 
Um, so I'm hope I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. Yeah, I me definitely too. think I would... he's someone to target. Yeah, like I think we we agree like he's good. His the the issue has just been like the injuries for him yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So hoping for the best for him here. But moving on down to uh, I guess down on our list, but up on the map to Cleveland, where I think we we got a fair amount of change here. Um, yeah, they actually did a lot of off season movement, and that's kind of what worries me about them. A lot on defense. A, a lot, lot of a lot of defensive additions. Yes, I thought they had a really good draft, so I'll start there. Um, which. I don't dislike Cleveland. I always kind of rooted for them because I always felt bad for them in the same vein that I feel bad for a lot of the poor teams that haven't done well in a while. But then they got Watson, and so I just kind of hated them. I still hate (laughs) Watson, but I don't hate them. I thought they had a really good draft. Um, First of all, they got Cedric Tillman, which which is pretty big. Yeah, he's a really physical receiver. He's big bodied guy who just plunges right into the the defender and does not <laughs> go down. Um they ended up getting Dewan Jones like really late because he just he's huge. And he doesn't mm-hmm. even have to start right away so he can get in shape, which is really big. I thought getting Dorian uh Thompson Robinson Yeah, I love nice. that move. I do too, because if Watson goes down, he's a very good backup for Watson. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Whipler, I'm not actually sure if it's Whipler or Whipler, but Whipler sounds cooler. Barely know her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He <laughs> kind of fell in the draft. He was, a lot of people had him as sort of a second, third rounder, and I'm pretty sure he fell a lot farther than that. So that's good depth for their line. Siaki Ika was a borderline, you know, first, second rounder. They got him as well to help at the D tackle. So, like, their defense might be insanely good. So, yeah, he kind of fell right to them. And then on top of that, they also got Dalvin Tomlinson and Juan Thornhill. Like, they're going to have a complete defensive turnover. And that worries me a lot because if their defense is as good as it on paper looks like it could be, they're going to be good. Yeah, their their additions are on the on the scary side on the defense for sure. Just because I'm looking at these names and there's so many of them too. But yeah, Tomlinson and Thornhill, that's a, a really big addition to their defense. So like because their defense wasn't bad last year, it was just like kind of average, and that was kind of an issue. And then also the big the big issue for them was just like their offense couldn't get enough going. So yeah, they made their defense look worse than it was. Their defense was really weird because they had good pass rush and like solid corners but the entire middle of their defense was non-existent so it was just very yeah. easy to exploit, <laughs> and that made it the whole thing just kind of stink so if i mean dalvin tomlinson is a grade a run stopper that's huge for them yeah, sure. I, th- I think thornhill will help just kind of shore things up all around having a really strong safety will will do that for you and then yeah i think adding cedric tillman Again, trading for Elijah Moore, that was kind of the one that got left off a little bit. And then um, they already got Cooper. They've got Don Peoples-Jones. If he's kind of, you know, the the 3-4, that's a lot better than him being your number two. So, and then I do want to add, if Kareem Hunt doesn't come back, the only backup is like Jerome Ford, who should be on your radar, but it's going to be Nick Chubb time. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time Chubbies. Yeah, like, because if Hunt doesn't come back, like they had Hunt there to like spell Chubb because like, Kareem Hunt's a good running back, so but if he's not around, 
And like, because he he started his workload started falling off a lot last year at the end of the year too. So if he's not around and it's like just Chubb, it could be a nutty year for him. Yeah, probably will be. I think mm-hmm. that Cleveland is one of the teams people are sleeping on right now. They're not really being talked about, and they're going to as make opposed a to last off season. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. They're out <laughs> of the news for fuck's sake. They didn't really lose that many people either. Like, yeah, they lost Clowney. Big whoop. He plays like one good game a year. <laughs> that dude made so much off of one insane tackle. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I can't believe they have the money to add all these people. Holy shit. Yeah, they, they restructured Watson's contract to uh, move some money around, I think. So mm-hmm. helped them out a lot on that front. But on to Pittsburgh, we've got... Um, so I want to start with Darnell Washington um, and Broderick Jones, who in, in our in our uh, mock drafts we did, you had them trading up with the Patriots for a tackle, just a different tackle. Yep. But I mean, that's that's a hell of a hell of a call in general. And then <sighs> putting him and Darnell Washington possibly next to each other yeah. is uh, that'll, that'll be a big improvement. And that weren't they weren't they like next to each other? at Georgia on the line, like basically yeah. Roderick Jones would have Washington next to him at Georgia. <laughs> so like that's some nice chemistry there, I think too. Um, and then, I'm not sure how much they'll get Washington involved pass catcher, but like adding these two, I think is going to be pretty huge. And then in free agency, they added, uh, say Malu and Herbig on the O line. So they're, they're, they recognize that that was their issue and yep. did, a lot to try to fix it. So I'm I'm actually feeling pretty positive about uh, the Steelers this year. Me too. <laughs> they did what the Steelers do, and they invested in the trenches. They're going to run two tight end sets with Darnell and Fryermuth, and both of them can block, but Darnell can also destroy people. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be a lead blocker for Najee. Yeah, I, th- <sighs> I think Najee's like a big winner here because they, oh, they yeah. didn't have a running back in the draft. Like, it's still Jalen Warren behind who's getting some touches, but... The O line's so much better. The offense is going to be able to click a little more. Um, they traded for A Rob, who <laughs> I think they're going to put him in the slot. Is my guess. Interesting. They'll probably. I think they're going to have him be like big slot because he did that more some like with the Rams uh, last year. Because Pickens is going to play outside, and so I, I think A Rob and Deontay will kind of move around back and forth between slot and the outside on, and a slot and outside on the other end. But this might be like a good kind of career transition form of moving away from like that outside like alpha role to inside in the slot where you get some easier matchups and then defense they they got joey porter jr in the second round and i thought he might be a candidate for the first round pick so he definitely was the fact that they technically got him at 32 or they did get him at 32 so that's almost (laughs) you know yeah it's almost there (laughs) that's uh i mean him and pat pete is pretty nice they are gonna stink at at um, man coverage, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like a given, though, for them. They, they always have like broke, like busted plays anyway. So <laughs> I'm really curious what they're gonna do with Pat Pete because I kind of feel like Peterson is entering the time of his life where he needs to start thinking about being a safety because yeah. his instincts are still amazing. He's just not as fast as he used to be. It's just something a lot of corners don't like to admit. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can, like, uh, what's his name? Pac-Man Jones was talking about that. One thing he regrets is, you know, as a corner, you feel really slighted or, you know, I guess it's personally insulting 
to have to move off of corner and go to safety. But if you can stay in the league another three years playing safety and making that extra five to ten million a year, then fuck it. Do it. Mm -hmm. He wishes he had done that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pat Pete did that at some point. So I think we might see him back in a little bit more of uh, that extra sort of nickel safety position that the league is starting to adopt to, you know, stymie the passing game a bit. Yeah, I could see that because he's he's kind of been up and down a lot over the last few years. So if if it doesn't work out for him early on on the outside, then I could see them transition to that probably. Yeah, they uh, they also had a Cole Holcomb on defense, which I think is a big one. Um, That's really huge. He's yeah, not a with super, the losses they had. Super well known name, but he's been the leading tackler for Washington for like <laughs> yeah. the past three years. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. It's just no one. <laughs> He's just stuck on the commanders. He's stuck on the commanders. <laughs> yeah, lo- losing Spillane and Edmonds and uh, Bush, getting getting Holcomb in, I think will help a lot uh, to kind of fill that void. Yeah, losing like, Terrell Edmonds was really big. Um, he, from what I understand, he was very good. He was never like amazing, but he was, I don't know, what I call like the David Harris of the Jets. Like he was just very, to- very good, just not amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at their depth chart. They're they're weirdly like weaker at linebacker this year than usual. Um, not that they're like terrible, but like because I mean Watts listed as a linebacker, but you know he's pass rusher. So right, I think getting Cole Holcomb in is huge because they've if they'd lost those guys and not replaced them, they would have been because there at times last year they were kind of like a run funnel, and so I think getting Cole Holcomb kind of prevents them from being that this year. Yeah, and Keanu Benton is a dog. Like, that's dog. another guy. that. So they got the guard, Herbig, and they also got the outside linebacker, Herbig, and Keanu Benton. They're gonna, their defense has got bolstered. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on to the East, or Eaton. Um, I thought you said Weast. Yeah, I thought you said Weast. Never eat soggy Weast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Um, We'll start. Uh, we can start with the Bills here, um, the division winner from last year, and also alphabetically first. If we're going back through it, they didn't have a ton of change, which I think is probably good. Um, yeah. Given how they've been competitive, the Dalton Kincaid edition is kind of the main one I think to talk about. Yeah. Um, he. So it's obviously a big bummer for Dawson Knox. A lot of what the talk has been is um, that he'll kind of be their like essentially slot receiver and then the way the way that the coaches and gm have kind of talked about him it sort of sounds like that might be the case they pretty much have talked about him as a pass catcher so yeah he uh i think you bring up an interesting point though over here and how early do we think he gets involved it's tough for tight ends but yeah that's the big question i think it's I, i don't think he's gonna come out week one and ball out i think it'll be like He'll slowly eat to some of Knox's snaps. And then one thing they talked about a lot was being able to go into 22 or sorry, go into 12 a lot more now. Yeah. Um, Cause like they've got Khalil Shakir. Um, they've got Gabe Davis, of course, but if they want to have just Diggs and Gabe Davis on the outside, or they can maybe reasonably go just like one receiver. If they really want to pad down, they would um, maybe rotate Shakir and Gabe. Cause Gabe last year didn't quite take the step. Everyone wanted him to, um, he might this year, but yeah, I, th- I think it g- he gives a lot more versatility. And so I think they want to get him on the field a lot early. I just don't know 
how much it'll be right away. But I think he will like. I mean, he's he's our first round pick. Like, yeah. When when we talk about like, if we talk about him, if he's okay, if if I, this is one I heard that I liked, if he's Jordan Addison, like, how do we feel about him? Like, everyone's probably losing their shit over it. If this is Jordan Addison on Dalton Kincaid, and because he's tight end, like, obviously there's more to the role. But if we're just talking pass catching, that's the part he's really good at. That's the part they want him for. Like, I think he'll be like viable early on. I do too. We don't normally say that, um, but I kind of think that he's going to be a part of the offense right from the start. And, and it's, it's not going to be the whole Bills offense. offense too, though. Yeah. yeah. If it weren't a team that like hates to run, and it <laughs> like they've got Josh Allen, they don't like to use running backs, so like. There's going to be a lot. There's it's a big pie. So yeah. Yep. He's he's kind of in my mind sort of replacing Isaiah McKenzie in a way, not fully, but they lost Isaiah McKenzie. Um, they lost uh, Devin Singletary. They lost Roger Saffold. They replaced them almost directly with uh, Connor McGovern, Deontay Hardy, and Damian Harris <laughs> in a way. Yeah. And then um, they lost Trevmate Edmonds and got Taylor Rapp, which I think the safety depth there getting Rapp in is actually kind of huge because. When their safeties got hurt last year, they sucked. So, like, that's yeah. actually a huge addition for him, I think. And he's a very smart player. He's older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... he's been on the Rams for a while, I think. Yeah, they. I think they brought him back. He's not that old. Holy shit. I thought he Body was a lot came older. in, like, 2017? 18? 2019. Was it? I remember seeing him on some trading cards, so that couldn't have been too long ago. Yeah. He's younger than I thought, um, to, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good veteran for the position. Mm-hmm. I'm I am curious if they finally, finally, finally try to have some semblance of a run game. I'm, so they they did draft Osiris Torrance, who I thought might have been a first rounder. So that that's like a pretty good guard yeah. option as well to bolster the line. So they might because Damian Harris, and now we we're in a year two of James Cook. I would like to see them. I would like to I, see them get used a little bit. I think they will. Like getting yeah, getting Damian Harris, who this, the problem is they've not had like a bruiser like Harris ever. Like they had Singletary, they've got Cook. They've not had someone who can actually like reasonably replace Josh Allen at the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> like Josh Allen, like has been their best goal line back <laughs> for the last few years. So now, like having Damian Harris, I think he'll probably be like. A vulture that will save Josh Allen some pain. Exactly, because I keep seeing these things about like Josh Allen kind of recognizing like I can't take all these hits forever. I need to start delegating those carries out to someone like Damian Harris. That's perfect. So I would like to see him do that a little bit. I don't know if if the Bills personally. I think if the Bills want to actually win the Super Bowl. They need to have some kind of running game that isn't Josh Allen. Yeah, the Bills and the Chargers kind of have that same issue <laughs> to, to varying degrees, especially with the freaking Chargers, man. That that killed them in the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. But we can go ahead and move on to the Dolphins unless you've got anything else you want out on the Bills. No, I think that's – I think we're in a good place with them. Yeah, the uh, Dolphins adding a lot of former Jets with Mike White, Braxton Barrios, and – Robbie, now known as Chosen Anderson. Um, <laughs> they did, of course, trade for Jalen Ramsey. That's kind of a big one. Um, added David Long. And in the draft, got De- Devon A-Chain, who this is the... We talked about a pre-draft. This is like the nuts spot for A-Chain to land. Just yep. 
team that emphasizes speed, has that 49ers-esque, like, gap-heavy scheme. Basically, they're going to give him opportunities to get ahead of Steve and Zoom. So, it's a pretty nice fit for him, I think. Um, early on, I don't know what the split is going to be like at all between all the running backs. I think it might be like he kind of comes on slowly, and then, you know, if an injury happens and it's Mostert and Jeff Wilson, so that could be any time very soon. Right. Um, that could be the first quarter for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> if they play the Lions at any point, Raheem Mostert always gets hurt against the Lions, I feel like. Um, it's because they're biting those kneecaps, those I guess. kneecaps. They're so delicious. Yeah. They're coming for him. <laughs> um, the, the main thing is, of course, going to be how does how healthy does Tua stay? Like, right. Can can the can the line keep him upright? And they unfortunately didn't like add to the O line, so I'm a little I'm a little scared that they didn't do more to protect him. So yeah, I didn't. That was probably my biggest gripe with them. They didn't really do anything to help the O line. Because Austin Jackson sucks. Like, I think we can say that now. He was 2020 <laughs> draft. He missed the entire first year. And then he came back his second year. And it just wasn't very good. Um, so your right tackle is kind of a liability. You have Teron Armstead. So that's good. Left tackle spot. But the line itself just isn't great. Connor Williams is okay. Uh, they don't have a great line to do like the kind of run game I think you would want with mm-hmm. what uh, McDaniel likes to run. So that was a little bit lackluster for me, but they are full of weapons. <laughs> yeah, they the name of the game is speed on this team. Like adding a chain and Robbie chosen. So I'm gonna I'm mean, gonna take me a while to call him chosen because we're so used to saying Robbie. And I think we talked about him probably more than most other podcasts did. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the the name of the game speed here, and they don't have Gasecki, they don't have Hunter Lawn, they pretty much just have uh, Durham Smythe at tight end. He's gonna be doing a lot of blocking, probably occasional touchdown vulture, but it's gonna be like three receiver all the time, basically. I think with Reek Waddle and uh, Anderson. So yeah, I think I think it'll be a pr- it's gonna be pretty straightforward. I think for the most part, like target distribution wise for fantasy. So. And I, I do want to add the Mike White edition is kind of huge, so they have like a competent backup. Yeah, it's a good ad ad for them. If if they have Mike White against the Bills last year, they might win that game. <laughs> they probably do, right? So yeah, like because yeah, like I think coming off of that as as much of a bummer as it was for the Dolphins, I think you've got to feel like okay about like how you kind of carry that into the offseason, how you come into the season, because like. McDaniel outcoached, outcoached him. He just had Skylar Thompson instead of Josh Allen. So yeah, exactly. That was a little rough on that. Yeah, they were missing all their safeties. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes here. This this is going to be another tough division, I think. Um, This is probably the next toughest division for me. Yeah, because as much as I hate to say it, the Patriots drafted well. (laughs) They've got a real OC. Yep. They really improved their team this offseason. There is one guy I wanted to mention for Miami really quickly before mm-hmm. we move on to the Pats, and that's Elijah Higgins. Uh, do you know much about this guy? No. So is he a tight end or a receiver? Because I've seen both. So he is a wide receiver from Stanford, and they drafted him and basically said, welcome, you are a tight end now. And <laughs> okay, he, so he was like, uh, okay. So he is going through the tight end learning process. 
I think he's he like, like Gaseki replacement. Yep. He was like a sixth rounder. Honestly, <laughs> if he was just too slow to be a wideout, but he's got the frame and they think he can block, then shit. He's someone he's, to keep an eye on. He's 6'3, 234. Yep. His 40 was uh, a 454. Jesus. So it's not like he's slow or anything. He's just no. really big. Speed score wise, like if you're talking like adjusting for size, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's faster so, than uh, I thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're looking at yeah, like speed score wise, he rates pretty highly in the class. Um, it's just a matter if you call him a tight end or receiver. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that. He could be someone to keep an eye on for sure. I think in dynasty league wise, probably more so. Um, someone to monitor. But if he, I mean, if he's replacing Gasecki. That that could be valuable depending on uh, which way two is rolling. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, Kasiki, he's a lefty. You're on the wrong side. <laughs> Just put him on the left. All right. <laughs> oh boy, but yes, the Patriots uh, unfortunately had a really good uh, off season. I think they added Gasecki. They also added, as it's a pretty big list, uh, Juju, uh, James Robinson, Riley Reef, Calvin Anderson. Um, they lost Jacoby Myers, who was basically getting replaced by Juju, and they lost uh, Jonu and Damian Harris. They did not, they did not replace Damian Harris, which uh, pretty much brings me to my point. Well, yes, they replaced him with James Robinson, but brings me to my point of um, Ramondre is going to be a boss this year. <laughs> like he, I don't know, I have no clue how it's going to shake out in draft, but he's definitely like a like top like top twelve RB for me. I haven't gone through the ranks yet, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll land there and probably top ten. Uh, by the time I go through it, but especially PPR wise, like he he's got no like no one to take touches from him in the backfield. So, yep, I, I have to agree. Unfortunately, I mean he's really good, and as much as I hate to say it, James Robinson doesn't look like the same guy after his Achilles injury. So I think he's there as insurance, but I'm not expecting him to win the job. Not really. It, it could it could be a thing where like. He might look more like himself this year because it took a bit for Dante Foreman to look decent again, and he had a better year last year. It was just a, an extra year removed from like a massive injury, which sometimes is is the case. In the uh, it's true, yeah. In the draft, the Patriots, of course, traded back in the first round, of got course. Christian Gonzalez, who was potentially like a top ten pick, yeah, at pick seventeen. It's a great move there. They got late, late uh, Kayshawn Booty, who. I think is it this is an interesting one that we went back and forth about texting and I think the conclusion we came to was it's either gonna the Patriot way is either going to like make him into the guy everyone thought he was gonna be or it's just gonna break him. Yep. So I think we'll know quickly at least, but Yeah, I think we'll know quickly. I think that's a good uh a good point. Yeah. Because um, he was very highly touted I wanna say the year before this past draft. I think it was whatever his freshman year was, but yeah. And then he kind of just fell down the rankings and people just kind of forgot about him. But he definitely had a lot of hype at one point. So if he can do the Belichick thing, he'll be very good. Yeah, he had, he had a really good first year and then got like her his second year and then kind of up and down year the following after that. So he's coming in healthy and on a depth chart that's like surmountable, like I think it's going to be Juju and Thornton as, like, the main two. But even then, like, he, I think the Patriots are one of the teams you can look at and say, like, once everyone's in there, the best guys are going to play. So. Yeah. Like, Belichick doesn't give a flying fuck. 
Like, where you're from, where you were picked. He probably prefers you being a nobody. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you are the best player for that, you are going in. Yeah, and then they, of course, have Bill O'Brien back. And I, I think this is nothing we talked about when they added Gaseki that we're going to see a sort of, like, them attempt to harken back to that two tight end offense they did a lot with uh, Gronk and Hernandez and kind of do a light version of that with uh, Gaseki and Hunter Henry. Yep. I'm so mad because I think you and I both know that Mac Jones is a good quarterback and there are a mm-hmm. lot of stupid people out there who after <laughs> last year think that Mac Jones sucks when he had like the dumbest offensive coordinator in the world <laughs> and now that Bill O'Brien is here the he's going dumbest. to have such a good bounce back year mm-hmm and everyone's going to be like, oh, see, we told you Mac Jones doesn't suck. Or like, no, we know he doesn't suck. He just didn't, doesn't have Matt Patricia anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, man. They, yeah. But Bill O'Brien, the, the play caller is good. Yes. The, the team manager, Bill O'Brien, is <laughs> awful. But the play caller, Bill O'Brien, is good. Yeah, so. that's what we always used to say is the... Bob the GM keeps ruining Bob the coach's chances of having a good team. <laughs> uh, butt chin and butthead, are we right? Um, <laughs> the Patriots also added a lot of line depth, so I mean they're they've got a solid line already. So they that's are. I think that's going to be a huge help for them. So they took another center with the last name Andrews. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a type. Like, what can yep. we say? But yeah, they they unfortunately had a good draft. Um, yeah, this division is gonna be tough, and of course the Jets. We cannot forget adding Aaron Rodgers. How you feeling about your Jets, Mozzie? They're gonna be good. They are going to be good. I don't know how good that division is. Really tough, um, but they are gonna be better. They. I didn't hate their drafts. I came around on it a little bit. The Will McDonald thing was really curious. When it happened, I was just kind of like, "What the fuck." Um, but they have a plan with him, and the reason they took Will McDonald is because, you know, Carl Lawson and all of these big guys they have on their D-line, they are they have so much power and no speed. And Will McDonald mm-hmm. can basically do the Michael Jackson, like, lean with his legs. <laughs> He's a speed rusher, and they really wanted somebody that can actually attack with speed and not just power. So he compliments their defensive pass rush a lot, and that's basically what they told him on the phone. When they, as soon as they drafted him, Sala was like, "Yeah, they're using you wrong at Iowa State. We're putting you in this situation now, and you're going to be awesome." <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, Carter Warren's really good. That's a nice depth piece for their O line. They also added Schweitzer they need. Uh, and Joe Tipman, who is the biggest center <laughs> I've ever seen. He is. A, I've never seen a six foot six center. He's how tall? You said. Six foot six. That's massive for a center. center. You've—he's got to be so limber. He is incredibly like, limber. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like that's insane. And I think the reason they wanted him is because if our center is fine, who's McGovern, then he's going to be a guard because he can, mm-hmm. he's six six. He can still do yeah. that. Um. So their line—they put a lot of resources into the O line and just bolstering the pass rush and man yeah i mean everything last year was if only they had a quarterback like pretty much yeah and if only if only their tackles were healthy too that was a big one as well 
So that's why I love the, the tackle depth addition. Um, what's what's the word on Brees? What's his what's his timeline right now? Brees looks really good. They okay. Um, is he supposed to be good for the season? Yeah, Sala said okay. they're trying to keep him from coming back too early because he looks and feels really great, and they don't want to rush mm. him. But gotcha. Yeah, my expectation is he will probably be ready right there at the start. He was so good last year. If he stays healthy, he's the hands-down rookie of the year, like, unanimously, right? Like, (laughs) he was so fucking good. So, yeah, having him back is going to be enormous. Um, I, so I've seen, like, a lot of stuff on Twitter about Garrett Wilson's ADP being crazy. But, like, I went through it um, because I, I, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, like, a best ball draft. I'll I'll do a couple throughout the offseason. And I was looking, I'm like, you know, I put my ranks in order, and I'm like, I think he might be, like, my wide receiver nine like i couldn't like i was looking through everyone i had behind him i'm like this the upside he's got is insane like a 1500 yard 12 touchdown year is definitely in the cards i'm like i don't know how many guys can give you that so yeah and like he could have some monster gains like we saw what he did last year with that hodgepodge so i mean now that you've got rogers who even if he's not peak aaron Rodgers, is still significantly better than Zach Wilson and definitely better than Mike White. Yeah. So I love that argument though, where people are like, Oh, well he's, you know, almost 40. He's not as good as he used to be. I'm like, I don't care. He is still (laughs) so much better than Zach Wilson. (laughs) It's ridiculous. You could cut off his left arm and he would still be that much better than Zach Wilson. Maybe his right one too. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah, it's a big upgrade there. Other news, um, no more Elijah Moore. They added Miko, added Lazard, added Randall Cobb, of course. Um, and then some, some some minor switches around, but the main thing, of course, is going to be Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, um, in the draft they also got uh, Zach Koontz, who uh, is the most athletic tight end ever, right? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting. I I don't have any expectations, but I'm rooting for him. I think that's a good spot for him because, like, he's going to be behind, um, what's his name, Conklin to start. And so he can have some time to develop. They'll probably try to get him involved a little bit early, but there's not going to be, like, huge pressure right off the bat to get him super involved. And then they added uh, Israel um, Abanaconda. Don't want none. Um <laughs> So he'll, he'll be some good depth for them to have because after Brees went down last year, they kind of realized like, oh shit, we need like another competent running back. So I, th- I think having him along with uh, Michael Carter and uh, and Bam will give them a, a good a good stable of uh, running backs to support the offense if Brees goes down. Yep. And, a, and Abanaconda has, uh, we were talking about, you know, the running backs. He kind of has small booty syndrome. So... If he's in a position where he can take some time, do some squats, you know, that's a good position mm-hmm. to be in. Because he's very young. And one of the things that I talked about was how I didn't like his frame, but he's only 20. And there's a really good chance he's not done yet in terms of growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do kind of want to see him put some weight on and build out that frame a bit. And then he'll be he'll be a nice piece there. Yeah, yeah. So the the Jets, yeah, gotta get that boot. There, there, there are a few guys uh, in this in this draft where we were like, they need to hit the weight room and get that butt up. So get that booty, 
get there. Eh, it's uh, got to get that cake. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bryce Young, man, just go go hit some squats. So, uh, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, though, we're going to move on to the South, uh, the soggy division of. I think that's kind of accurate here, possibly, especially last year. This was a soggy division. Um, well, uh, we'll start with Houston here. Obviously, main thing, C.J. Stroud. They're they, an entirely they different team, man. Holy fuck. Yeah. This, this is not the same team. They have a new coach, new quarterback. Let's look at all their changes. So offense, they uh, added um, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, um, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary, Noah Brown is some more depth. Um, they, of course, have Stroud. They have drafted uh, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. On defense, they added Jimmy Ward, Sheldon Rankins, Denzel Perriman, Chase Wittovich, Hassan Ridgeway. Um, they, on, on offense, they lost Dorset Nakins and a main thing was Brandon Cooks. Um, they lost Okoronko on D, but for the most part, and of course they got Will Anderson on D now. They added a ton of guys. So, like, a lot, I think a majority of the starters will be different. And they might also have uh, Mechie back, too. So Yeah, I mean, we're talking about 20 of 53 potential new, yeah. like, in the starting lineup. They have a whole new team. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I... I'm going to be the one to say, I don't think Houston's going to be dog shit this year. I really Yeah, okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> I really don't. I think they're going to be not in the running for the division, but they're going to be up there. They're going to get at least seven wins. This is that. one where the division's not, like, crazy good here. Yeah. And, like, we saw that last year. It's going to be better, of course, this year, I think. At least with Jacksonville, I think, continuing on their success. But... I don't expect Indy to be crazy good. Tennessee, I think, is going to have some trouble. So, like, if Jacksonville falters, like, Houston can, and they and they hit their kind of ceiling, they can they can get this division. And I don't think it's the most likely scenario by any means, but I think it's, if we're saying after Jacksonville, who has the best chance to win a division, like, could say Tennessee, but I wouldn't, like, call you crazy if you said Houston. Yeah. So. I would say if you're going with, you know, anyone else, you could say Titans because of Rabel, and I would totally yeah. understand that. But to me, the Texans are going to be a lot better this year. They re- mm-hmm. they are. Last year, they were, like, in games. They just never won them. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's they've got a lot of improvement this year. See, I'm with you. Like, even if they're not going to win the division or be, like, amazing, they're not going to be, like, dog shit. So. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm happy for them. They had to go through... A really rough couple of years there with Jack Easterby preaching the sermons to the team and running the team to Deshaun Watson, and now they're free. I'm happy for them. I'm rooting. Yeah, for they're them. they're on the up and up here. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely on board with that for sure for them to kind of make a turnaround. And I'm excited for Damian Pierce. They didn't add anyone to <clears throat> take touches from him really. I mean, that, okay, they added Singletary, but oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I, th- I think it's just so they have depth at running back. Yeah. Like, he'll get some work, but Pierce is the goal line guy for sure. Like, the, I think the main thing is Singletary might take some passing work from him, but... Yeah, man, I'm Pierce all on the Damian Pierce train. Oh, yeah, he's so good. So good. I think I think last year, if they were competitive, he might have come back too, but they were just not in it at all, so... They, uh, they really helped their O-line out. That was a big part, because they got Shaq Mason at right mm-hmm. guard. Which is huge. Yeah, one of the biggest additions of the offseason for them, honestly. Yeah. You get that with a healthy Pierce going. 
They got Juice Scruggs. I gotta love that name. <laughs> That's Juice an amazing Scruggs. name. I fucking love that name. And announced it's, by it's the guy who was juicing constantly, Brian Cushing. <laughs> announced the pick. It's hilarious. That's so fitting. I love that. <laughs> I didn't he announced it. That's great. Uh, and um, how do you feel about Will Anderson? Because you you watched more of the non like fantasy relevant guys than I did. So Will Anderson, I akin to somebody like a Leonard Williams. I know it's technically he was more outside linebacker, but he was always on the edge. So he uh, he's not like a 15 to 20 sack a, a year guy, but he is a consistent 10 to, you know, 14 sack a year guy. He's not gonna take over games, but he is going to be something you have to worry about on every single play. And that's really big for them because their pass rush was dookie last year. <laughs> so just having their... that... Oh yeah, yeah. Their their defense started to like improve throughout the year last year. Like some of their some of the guys like personnel wise kind of came on a little bit. Um, they they've got Hughes still. Um, they've got like Malik Collins in the middle there. The main thing was they just could never they couldn't stop the run. So yeah. adding Perriman was huge there. That was a great addition for them. I think getting Warden was awesome. So they didn't have linebackers, right? No, they no. <laughs> that was the issue. Um. Was was Littleton on the roster last year? Or they add him this year. I forget. Um, he, they might they might have had him last year. I don't remember. But I don't think um, so. I think he was on the Panthers. Either way, but um, yeah, they had no, their linebacking core was the issue last year by a large large margin. So I think Paraman's a great add because he was like when when he was out, the Raiders defense went to utter garbage. It was bad with him. It went to <laughs> shit without him. So. He was the one thing keeping them, like, remotely competent. Yep. And then, like, you know, you get Jimmy Ward now at safety. You have Shaquille Griffin and Derek Stingley. Uh, Jalen Petrie was doing really well. Yeah. So, now, and they have depth. That was a big thing for me is they didn't just get a whole new team. They also added depth, too. I Like, Case Keenum? Case Keenum's a great backup to have for somebody mm-hmm. like Stroud, rookie. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely with you there. I agree. That's actually a pretty nice uh, pairing to have there in the quarterback room. I, I remember going into last year, I was talking about their front seven, and you had them a lot lower, and your thing was their depth, and that that came to fruition. So yeah. I'm glad they, they shorted up some. But John Mechie. Is, I, the latest I've seen is he is expected to be like good to go. This dude is really fucking good. And he had a great year to not have to play because they, <laughs> they were just tanking. Like, not tanking, but it, was, it yeah. wasn't a year that was worth playing. Sorry. <laughs> but this dude's fucking good. And if I know Stroud and I know what he did with JSN, I'm looking at Mechie like, if this guy can get healthy, he's on nobody's radar. And he's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm looking through our stuff from last year. I love it. So if if Mechie were in this receiver class, like where do you think he'd rank? Would he be like he'd probably be top three? <laughs> like oh yeah. So because he went in the second round last year. Yeah. In that class, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's definitely someone to for sure keep an eye on. Just because yeah, if he had been this year, he'd probably be way up higher, and people have kind of just probably forgotten about him a bit. So. Yeah, it happens. I'm with you. 
I'm ready. I'm ready for him to come crush it. Um, but moving on to Indy, they of course got Anthony Richardson. They have a new head coach, Shane Steichen, and they added Josh Downs. A lot of people liked him a lot. A a big, a big change for them on defense as well. They lost uh, Okariki and Gakwe, Gilmore, uh, Facey. So I literally just realized it's like uh, like there's an S in there, and it's like Facey-san or Facies and whatever. But I always called him Facey-on, like like you know E evolution. So I'm gonna keep calling him that. Um, they added Abucom, um in the draft. They got some guys, but of course the main thing is Anthony Richardson and how the offense is gonna run with him. Uh, he was he was on both of our number twos after Bryce Young. He went going going number four overall. I think was very huge for his outlook. Like having an NFL team like on the same page as us, like with how much they liked him, was kind of big. And they've said basically they're gonna start him right away, which so. I love. Mm-hmm. I think we said the same thing. We're like, he needs reps. Yeah, and they agree. <laughs> so we're like, all right, same page. Good, 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 good to see that. Um, yeah, he he just needs to get in there. And they pretty much said like it could be ugly early on. So yeah, but they're they're willing to kind of just grow through that pain a little bit and give him the reps. I'm I'm here for it. It might suck at the beginning. That's okay. I mean, when Lamar first started, he wasn't like great at passing his first year. It didn't, but they didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, like he, uh, he, I think he was, he, I think he was ahead of Richardson as far as like his, um, just like his development path. I think. Oh sure. Yeah, but I think I think Richardson's like gonna get there, and th- I think the Colts are like, okay, it was you to let him kind of go, and I agree that the offense, like overall, like the kind of like passing numbers could start rough but he's gonna run and then so and like he, he is gonna have some big plays so like in in one quarterback leagues if i'm looking at like who i've got after i get past that top tier i'm like i'm totally fine like putting anthony richardson pretty high up because like in a one quarterback league like if you whiff it's no no big deal so yeah it's true I mean, you don't even in a, in a one quarterback league. Half the time, you don't even have to take a quarterback until the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're like at a certain round, like after like the main, so there was obviously Mahomes, Jalen, Hurts, Burrow, Fields, probably Lamar. Yeah, Herbert is pretty. Yeah, good. Herbert. Yeah, and that's you're already like at seven there, seven eight guys who are you know gonna come off you know at a fairly early range, and so. If you just want to wait a little bit, and then maybe it comes to round like you know, I don't know, I don't know what rounds will be, but you just go okay, like I'm gonna make the eighth or ninth quarterback Anthony Richardson instead of taking like you know some very flaccid pick. <laughs> I, I can't even think of who that is right now. Like but. okay, here's a good one. Um, like you're in round nine or eight. Let's say you're in round eight of a draft, and you could take Aaron Rodgers or you could take Anthony Richardson. Aaron Rodgers, I oh, guess. I think Richardson. Yeah, exactly. You could say Rodgers has a lot of upside. He's on a new team, sure. But Aaron Rodgers isn't going to potentially house one from 80 yards out every week with his legs. No, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The, the thing with running quarterbacks is, like, the floor is always there. It's just, like, can they pass for the ceiling? And so, and I also think he could run for a ceiling, too. But he's got Michael Pittman. Um, they got Alec Pierce. They've got Josh Downs now. I don't know who he's gonna riff with the most, and I think that's kind of th- gonna be the thing to watch. I'm probably not gonna like 
want to draft any Colts receivers, but I'm going to keep an eye on like who he riffs with and who his like main guy is. I think he'll probably find someone to kind of latch on to a bit early on. Um, but he is going to open up something they haven't had the last few years, and that's the deep ball oh, with yeah. uh, with Matt Ryan and uh, Philip Rivers. So who I'm really excited for is Pierce because mm-hmm. when we watched Pierce's tape at Cincy. It was just so evident that he was circus catching uh, Desmond Ritter's inaccuracy to like relevancy. <laughs> and you know what? If Richardson isn't on the money, that's okay because Pierce can go get it and yeah, make and Pittman and Pittman um, make those contested catches. I think with the wide receivers, I'm with you. I don't really want them uh, in a standard league. Not. Not as early as their ADP will probably suggest. I think um, it's just yeah, going to be very inconsistent. Yeah, and I think they'll be run heavy. Like, this offense is going to run through the legs of Richardson and Taylor. Yep. So. Yeah, and I I think a really big thing is going to be Jonathan Taylor catching, too, from Richardson. Yeah. I, uh, I think the Colts down. have a wide range of outcomes. Yeah, they do. Because if he's really good, then they're good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just that they're they're the way their team is around him i guess just gonna totally flow with him so i'm i'm excited because i think we both are really really want to see like how he does in the nfl versus this the cast he had at florida yeah oh god yeah at that least was that pretty sh- rough at least his team is a lot better than that yeah <laughs> oh god and shane steichen i think that's a nice pairing for richardson i mean he worked with hertz mm-hmm. um so if there is a guy that knows how to get the most out of his quarterback in both aspects of running and passing, then shit, it's got to be Steichen, right? Yeah, and I said he was with Herbert before too, so like he he's understands like bringing young guys along, and yeah, once it clicked, like oh yeah, Shane Steichen was with fucking Jalen Hurts, like okay, like Richardson might be the guy then. So yeah, I don't, I think it'll it'll work well, just being. Having a coaching staff that's on the same page as the quarterback skill set is huge, and it it seems really fucking obvious, but it doesn't happen as much as it should. It doesn't so. happen as much as it should. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, but onto the Jags though. Not a ton of change here. I think the biggest thing is a guy that they didn't even have this year, and Calvin Ridley. Yup. He'll be back. I think uh, their offense is pretty much the same, except for adding him. So. I think that'll be a, a nice bump. And as long as their O-line can maybe get a little bump in play, they added Josh Wells. So I think if they can get a little bit of improved play from their O-line, that'll help. Because um, they were like average last year. But I'd love to see them really take the next step on, on the O-line. But adding, adding Ridley to Christian Kirk and the rest of the guys there, I think will be huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Because Lawrence took the step. Glad to see it. Mm-hmm. And Ridley... Is so good. Mm-hmm. It's been That's a while. Been for them. Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. I wanted to bring up a couple guys here because it's true. Their tackles are not great. Um, Cam Robinson is suspended probably for under six games, but that still sucks. Um, Was it PEDs for him? Yeah. And I think it's his first. I, I don't know what that. I don't know the the PED sliding scale, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Then the right tackle is Walker Little, who I straight up do not know. 
so that's not great. But their interior line is good, so that's nice. What I love, though, is getting Brenton Strange and Tank Bigsby. Because mm-hmm. Brenton Strange can block really well. Brenton Strange is a favorite of mine. Um, and Evan Engram can't at all. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't block. He just doesn't. So having Evan Engram there is more of a receiver, but having Strange there to help block, and then you bring in the Tank Bigsby when you're in those goal line situations. He's like he actually fits his name. He's like six feet tall. Uh, Bigsby that is two thirteen. So you had a little bit of that power run ability, even though your tackles are a question mark. If you can contain that outside with good tight end blocking, you can somewhat mitigate that. Yeah, I think that uh, Bigsby and then in free agency adding Darius Johnson, they've, I mean, Peterson said they don't want to give ETN like every single touch. Like they want to keep him fresh, probably keep it like a 60% share. So having Bigsby and Dernis there to spell him more, while it might be annoying week to week, It'll be better, I think, long term on a season to season basis for ETN to yeah stay healthier. So and he's still really good, so he's gonna still get his yeah. And he he's their pass catching pack still. So yep. Oh yeah, Tank's um, not catching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I do think uh, Bretton Strange. This was a pretty good landing spot for him because Evan Ingram's on the franchise tag. So after this year, like it it could just be Bretton Strange left so what i was doing my rankings like i moved him up really high up in the tight end rankings just because like the opportunity is going to be there and he's the one i described as faster austin hooper Uh uh-huh so (laughs) like when if if they don't bring evan inger back after this year and he's just like their guy who he can block and then he he can also do some stuff like catching the ball too like i said faster austin hooper so um (laughs) He, he could be someone dynasty-wise to keep tabs on. If, if he's not on a team right now, maybe stash him or trade for him like later in this year or when, you know, oh, it's still Evan Ingram right now. But next year, like as soon as next year, it could be Brenton Strange as the main guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like Strange a lot. And I actually, he's one of those guys that I don't think he's going to be super fantasy relevant this year. But I do think he's got some good red zone potential. Mm-hmm. How big is he? I thought I, thought, I thought I remember him being very large. I mean, I know all tight ends are pretty much, but he's like 6'4", 240. Okay, um, it's not giant. Okay. So not like yeah, not massive, but yeah, he's, he's very tight ends to be massive. I, I must be mixing him up with someone else in the class, but anyway, um, yeah, Jacksonville. Not a ton of changes, but uh, some 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 gradual improvement, and of course, getting really back being the big one. Uh, we capped this division off with Tennessee, who. <laughs> They did not add a wide receiver. No. Um, they, of course, got Will Levis in the second round, which getting him in the second round is very good. I'm, yeah. cool, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, so they added a lot to the O-line, or at least they attempted to. Um, obviously, Taylor Allen wasn't going to be around anyway. They lost any Davis, but they added Andre Dillard. They added Brunskill. They drafted Peter Skronsky. That's a big pick. Um, later got Jalen Duncan. So... Trying to shore that up. On they lost a lot of guys on defense with David Long, but Dupree, Cunningham, Walker. But they managed to get they managed to add Sean Murphy, Bunting, Arden Key, and Alashir. They uh, lost Fat Randy, but again, that might be an addition by subtraction there. <laughs> get anyone else to kick the fucking ball? Um, he lost them games. Um, God. They added one of my uh, favorite sleepers in Josh Wiley uh, out of Cincinnati, tight end. 
Um, I think he and Chig are kind of a fun duo there. I think Chig is going to be the main guy, and obviously love Chig. So, and they of course added uh, Tajay Spears, who I'm still unsure what the knee issue is for him. Do you did you find any clarity on that? I think he has degenerative knee. Okay, is what they said. Basically, like we're going to have him for four years, and he'll probably be good. And then after that, he's probably done. Hmm. Which kind of sucks, but you also kind of know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they still drafted him like at a decent spot shows like, oh, they must like him a lot. So He was a I... very fast riser up the draft boards sort of the two months before the draft. Yeah, because of his like pass catching. So I I think they get him involved some this year because they need someone to catch passes out of the backfield when they get behind. Um, so... Yeah, and then I think after this year, if they don't bring Henry back, you know, he could be the lead guy if they decide they trust him in that role. Their With, old uh, line intrigues me because it <laughs> kind of got a whole like makeover. So yeah. Andre Dillard was drafted by the Eagles and was supposed to be the replacement for uh, was it Jason Peters at the time. I think Jason Peters. And it just never really panned out. He was hurt all the time. He got his start at, at one point when uh, Peters went out and he got hurt. So he never really got to see the field. He's now 27 and I've still like never seen him play. <laughs> so I don't know if he's good or bad. He just hasn't really had his time in the spotlight yet. I, there's a really big variance there. He could just suck, in which case they're going to be in trouble because that's your left tackle. <laughs> Or he could yeah. be really good, um, and then that's really good for them because then they, yeah, the Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So that's just one aspect. They also added Skaronsky, who can play tackle. He's just got short arms, uh, so that you kind of want him on the inside. But mm-hmm. that's one reason you take somebody like Skaronsky is if your tackle doesn't pan out, then shit, you just move him over and say fuck. <laughs> yeah, so... They're in an interesting spot because, like, they need the line to work out. Otherwise, they're fucked. Because, like, yeah. their defense is – they kind of replaced some guys. But, like, they lost Bud Dupree. That's a big one. Um, he was kind of, like, one of the big staples of their defense. So And long. I Yeah. So – but the big they, – they just have no one on offense. It's Henry. And it's Henry. It's Henry. Like, <laughs> um, they've got Traylon Burks. But, like, after him, it's, it's still Westbrook, Akeen, and Kyle Phillips. Like, there's nobody – the so, rumor that I've heard is that they're going to try to get Jarvis Landry, hmm. who's not on a team right now, so they should. Oh, okay. I mean, that would make sense, I guess. They really should. <laughs> but yeah, but still, like. Oh yeah. It's still rough there for him. So maybe they should. Maybe they need to trade for Hopkins. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny after the AJ Brown thing. <laughs> That's looking real rough. <laughs> um, oh God, I know. Yeah, get getting fired mid-season after he dongs on you. Um, <laughs> I've seen like some like rumblings, which uh, this is kind of just common sense that it'll happen. But if if the Titans like get off to a real bad start, that like Will Levis Will Levis would come in, which like duh. If you start, you know, if you if you're like four and ten, like he's gonna play the last three games, duh. Like yeah. <laughs> so I think I think bringing him in to develop behind Tanny is a, a makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm really not sure what to expect out of the Titans. Uh, Vrabel's done really really great every year so i'm not going to write them off even though i find their linebacker departures a little bit concerning yeah um for me it's really just they need some weapons they can't just 
keep giving it to Henry 30 times a game. The guy's not going to make it. So we say. So we say. <laughs> he could. He could. He could I mean, make he it, could. but uh, yeah. But kind of, kind of doubt that. Yeah. Tennis. It went a little rougher for them last year because, like, I, I think I had them seven and ten. They went seven and ten, but it wasn't quite for the reasons I thought they would. So I don't want to. I'm not trying to like victory lap that. It was more so that like their their team just kind of fell apart injury wise, and their receiver additions didn't work out. So their offense just got so one dimensional, and they couldn't run their defense how Vrabel wanted because of all the injuries so yeah but moving on to our waffles here um <laughs> one of what last year was supposed to be a great division but didn't really pan out um we can start with denver who got a huge makeover um i put nathaniel in the green uh green part because i think losing hackett is certainly addition by subtraction oh yeah and then uh replacing with sean payton the they had some they had a few move arounds um they added P. Ryan. They got some Lad with McGlinchey and Powers. They brought in Callaway. Um, defense, they got in Zach Allen to replace Jermon Jones. Of course, they got Sean Payton. Um, in the draft, they got Marvin Mims. I think that was a big one. And getting uh, Sanders on defense, I think, was a nice addition as well. Yeah. But the the Mims one's interesting because they, I think they, they, didn't they pick up Judy's fifth year? So they've got Judy, Sutton, Mims, Patrick, and Hamler as their five wide receivers. It's like a really good <laughs> group of five receivers. So it's yeah. like too good. <laughs> yeah, and they've got Fant at tight end. Um, they've got um, what? Oh, sorry, Fant's on the Seahawks now. Sorry, they got Dolchich at tight end. Close enough, right? <laughs> and both of Sean Payton's former tight ends, Alberto and Adam Troutman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the one they got Adam Troutman, I was just cracking up. Or no, I'm not like, Alberto, okay. just Adam Troutman. I yeah. was thinking uh, Alberto's still there though, right? Yeah, he's still there. But yeah, that's that's that, that was kind of funny. I uh so I, I wrote in here about Javante, but they got an update today. So Sean Payton says he th- it was a wide range. It's so the summary I think is that they hope he can come back for training camp, but they are fairly sure he'll avoid the pup. So kind of wide range there. But it sounds like it's good for him to start the season. Um, if not, I'm I'm okay with them not bringing him back too soon. Obviously, right. But he got hurt got, fairly got... early in the year, right? Yeah, that was pretty soon. I think I can double check that. But I'm gonna I say, say by was... week four because I, th- I thought he was like balling on the Raiders and got hurt. I could be wrong. <laughs> Let's see. It was against the. I'm waiting for this to load. But anyway, in the meantime, they've got P Ryan. If uh, he has to miss time. And yep, it was week four against the Raiders, we so we were, we, we were on it on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, got hurt week four against the Raiders, and that was when their offense was still garbage. Um, once once they kind of changed things around a bit, it, it got on the up and up the last few weeks of the season. So I think if they could kind of keep that rolling and uh, Payton's got his offense in there, they can have closer to the year they are hoping for last year. That was uh, That was rough. I like that what I like that Sean Payton did is he walked in and was like, this O-line sucks. We're going to change it. It's kind of the same thing McDaniel did, actually, with Miami. Got in all new people. Got rid of Glasgow, who just was really good for Detroit and just wasn't that good for Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Ben Powers, who was very good for the Ravens. So that was really, really huge. And they added uh, McGlinchey as well at right Yeah. Down. That was big. So Sean Payton's going to do what Sean Payton does. 
he's starting with the trenches. He wants to have a run game. It's not all going to be on Russ's shoulders. They're going to be better this year. Hmm. I hope Javante is good to start the year, man. I love that guy. Yeah, if, if he's not, like, P. Ryan should have a good start to the year. I so. would think so. Yeah, the, the upgraded line's pretty big for me. That's, like, one of the big things. Like, we know, like, all the talent they have on the team is just having having that with Peyton and hoping it all comes together is kind of big. Um, I also we'll see, think, though. We'll uh, see how it goes. I also think Marvin Mims works well with Russ from what we yeah. saw. And he is Peyton's guy. He's like Peyton's first draft pick pretty much. I don't I don't remember what the ordering was in that in the round that they didn't have they didn't have the early draft picks. Right. So yeah, he was one of their first picks and he was their first offensive pick. So yeah, I, they definitely want to get him involved and it'll be Judy and Sutton and then I don't know if it's going to be Mims or Patrick or what or how it's going to go, but he could he could end up seeing the field as a third receiver pretty early. Yeah. Scary um, things. <laughs> yeah. Kansas City, um, I know there was, like, we have a lot in here, but I think they're going to be, like, essentially the same as last year. Yeah. Like, the the receivers are going to be annoying. <laughs> um, it's going to be Kelsey. Um, Pacheco got some surgeries. Uh, he's expected to be back and fine for the season, but keep an eye on that. They, I know I know they got uh, Daenerys Prince as a UDFA out of Tulsa or Tulane, one of the two. One of them's Tulane, one of them's Tulsa. Whichever one was not Tajay Spears. Um, so I think I think Tulsa then, yeah. Um, of course, drafted Rasheed Rice, who I we didn't watch. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, <laughs> apparently, Mahomes wanted him. So I watched this guy a little bit, but not enough to put him in the pre-draft. And then I watched him a little bit later after we did the wide receiver stuff. Do you want to guess what Rasheed Rice's best quality is? His best quality? Yeah. Is it, like, going deep? His best quality is that he's really good at scrambling with the quarterback. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Which I think is hysterical. Basically, meaning, when the quarterback is scrambling, he's watching them and scrambling with them to get open on busted plays. And I'm like, okay, no fucking wonder Mahomes wants this guy. Their wide receivers are still going to be really annoying. And, you know, there's like, there's like seven of them to choose from. You have MVS, Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross, Kadarius Tony, Richie James, they brought in Sky Moore, Justin Watts. I mean, fuck. (laughs) Drafting a Kansas City wide receiver sounds like absolute misery um but it's gonna work for the team but for fantasy i'm staying the fuck away i think their plan is for tony to be the number one which is how it'll start but it's all on his hamstrings how they hold up yeah so he'll be the guy as long as his hamstrings are there and then after that it's just like okay what the fuck do we do so yeah (laughs) um they lost thwan uh, Juan Thornhill and Frank Clark, those are kind of the big losses there. Um, they added Mike Edwards, safety, and then I Drew Tranquil, I think, was a great addition, a uh, former Charger. Mm. He was kind of the guy like doing a lot of the run-stopping there. He, I think he was a really solid addition for them, um, especially like thinking about this division with the Raiders and the Broncos. Like Being able to stop the run well is going to be important because oh, yeah. that's kind of what kept the Raiders in one of the games and kind of like 
what those two teams are going to be trying to do this year. So, yeah, I think I think he was a solid a solid grab for them, but yeah. not not a whole lot different for the Chiefs. I think. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's really funny that as good as they are, fantasy is just not. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's like Mahomes, Mahomes and, Kelsey. and Kelsey, and then yeah, the healthy running back. The healthy running back. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Um, they they did keep uh, McKinnon around as well after the draft. They're like, okay, come on back. Yeah, he works with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good fit there. But on the Chargers, not a whole lot of change here. Um, they've lost the aforementioned Drew Tranquil, lost uh, Van Noy and Adderley, which is kind of big. They brought in Hendricks, but some. Definitely like important defensive losses there. The main thing was them drafting Quentin Johnston, who I think this is a good spot for him to not have to be like the guy right away. Yeah. Where he can, you know, he's got Keenan and Mike there and take a lot of the pressure off of him and a lot of the coverage off of him. He'll get some good open looks. He can kind of help them stretch the field. It gives them some after catch ability that I don't think they really have. Because um, Keenan's getting up there. He can get open. But he's not yakking all over the place. Michael Williams is making circus catches, but Johnson definitely gives them some some yak. I, I think that they they could use. He strikes me as the Noah Brown in the Kellen Moore Dallas Cowboys offense. I like I like that comparison. Yeah, that makes sense. Which isn't a bad thing. It's his first year. Yeah. Um, like role wise, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that the Kellen Moore OC change is going to be one of the bigger impacts here. Yeah. Because um, wasn't it Lombardi last year, right? Um, anyway, they, they were deacon and ducking a ton. They've got <sighs> Kellen Moore in who, as, as much as we want to mess with the Cowboys, like Kellen Moore was, is, was, I think, pretty creative as an OC and did a lot of good stuff like with their offense. Um, adding Quentin Johnson and hopefully not having Keenan and Mike off the field for most of the season. Like, they had like one or two games with both of them fully in there. <laughs> so yeah, it was not a lot uh, of overlap. Yeah, I think we're going to see some bounce back for this offense, like passing-wise. But I still don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball, man. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I have no idea. They just they could not run the football. And that's weird because Eckler is great. It's not Eckler. It's just that wasn't what they did. Their line in the scheme just wasn't working. Yeah. And, like, their O-line is good. I think it's better, though, maybe at pass blocking. I don't know. Yeah, I think they had an injury or two as well. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can figure out how to run the ball because <laughs> that killed them against the Jags, man. Oh, that's fun. That was such a funny, funny oh, comeback. Oh, God. I just watched that again the other day, actually. <laughs> that was a funny one. I was I was at a D&D session that night. I forgot I'd like uh, scheduled that like during the playoffs. So we had the games on um, and we were just losing our shit <laughs> during that. <laughs> I remember I was working. And I, like, turned the game on right oh, yeah? after work at, like, 10 p.m. and saw that... Because I had seen during the shift that it was, like, 20-whatever. No, 27-point 20, lead, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, so this is over. But I turned it on at the very end and saw that they had come all the way back. I was like, holy fuck. And my, me and my friend watched the rest of the game at the bar. Oh, hysterical. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Chargers going charge. I yeah, don't, it's kind of their thing. The Eckler situation is weird. I th- I think I think he comes back and plays. Like, I hope. think so, but they're gonna have to pay him at least a little bit. Yeah, is he still under contract? Right? Uh, Maybe he gets an extension or something. So. I don't know. 
Yes. Because, yeah, he's trying to seek a trade, and that hasn't happened, so... Right. I assume he's staying. <laughs> I thought he got paid recently, right? No, I don't think so. Let me see. But while you look that up, I'll go ahead and talk about my Raiders. So... Raiders. I've been talking about this team to some people... Because like, I've weirdly had to randomly like explain my Raiders fandom a few times the last couple weeks. It is kind of random. But, um... I kind of hope this ends up being a tank year and they just draft a quarterback early next year. Um, I, I think they were hoping one would fall. That didn't happen there. I think they have some of the largest cap room of anybody. Which makes sense. This is kind of going to be like a cap savior. Um, they got Jimmy G as the quarterback. They've got they added Jacoby Myers. Um, of course, added uh, Hoyer as the backup. They got OJ and Hooper in. Lost Car, Lost Moreau, who apparently is signing with the Saints. I I'll, I'll look for more updates on that before we get to the uh, the NFC. Yeah, he is. But um, and then on defense, added Spillane, Marcus Epps, Faceon, Shelley, David Long, Lost Paraman, of course, Lost Waller. That's a big one. But they did replace Waller with Michael Mayer in the draft, who I think he'll have a pretty instant impact, honestly. Yeah, me um, too. And then Trey Tucker on Cincinnati, speed guy. Aiden O'Connell to be their backup, who actually might end up playing this year. I kind of put him higher in the dynasty tier list for that reason. Got some defense. Got Tyree Wilson on defense. That was a nice nice grab for them as well early on. However, I'm just like, this team's still not that great. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, they added some guys on defense. Like, they added, they added a lot to their defense. Like, most of these guys will probably start. It's going to be a lot of new starters on the D. But I'm just like, the O-line is still rough, and it's still Jimmy G. Yeah, behind they, a rough O line, they need to. Okay, I, Jimmy G's the bridge quarterback, right? Yeah, for the future. Uh huh. It was a fairly cheap deal for honestly a pretty solid starter. As long as Jimmy G's healthy, he's very solid at what he does. There's like he's not a bad quarterback. Um, that's why he's not making forty million a year. He's making like twenty five to thirty or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. It's I think it's like, I think it's like twenty one. Yeah. But for a quarterback, cheap. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cheap. And yeah, Josh Jacobs is awesome. Devontae Adams is awesome. I I like Hunter Renfro a lot too. And I happen mm. to like Michael Mayer in this offense too. Their O line though is just it's not there. Yeah, that's, it's that's the issue. And that's the issue. Their defense is still full of holes, unfortunately. Like Tyree Wilson is probably going to end up surpassing Chandler Jones at the end of the year when they move off of him, and that'll be cheaper. So this is sort of the they got a lot of guys that are depth this year that are going to be starters next year. And I you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I think that their combo of like Crosby and Tyree Wilson, like pass rushing and then having Devonte adams and josh jacobs and on offense like i think s- at some point like that talent is gonna like win them a game or two. Oh, for sure but but after that i'm just like well i'm not saying they're gonna be trash but like they they could there will be like two games alone they win solely because they have like a few just amazing guys like pass rush wise and Devonte adams so like right. <laughs> that that gets you some like off the bat but then from there like their division's tough um i'll go ahead look at their schedule but like i think they play like the east and the north in the afc let me double check they have a tough schedule yeah that's always the thing like when you when you 
early on when the schedules first come out, you're like, oh, like you, you're not really thinking about like each individual matchup, but then you look digging. So Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Chargers, Packers, Pats. Yikes. Then Bears, Lions, Giants. Like, okay, that's those are some winnable ones. Then Jets, Dolphins, Chiefs, Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs, Colts, Broncos. So like a few that I'm like, okay, they, they can get those. But like for the most part, like there's divisional games. You've got the Bills. You got the Jets who are a lot better. So yeah, I mean even the Lions are better. The Bears are better. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're they don't get the well they get the Colts in the in the South. Yeah, there's no, um, but there, yeah, it's just like there's no gimmies in the division, so that sucks. Because mm-hmm. um, the Broncos are going to be better. I, mean, I they think, can't I be think worse. they'll split with the Broncos. <laughs> they'll probably split with the Chargers. Um, I don't think they'll split with the Chiefs. I don't nope. think they ever have, have ever will. <laughs> um, at least not for now. Like I'm looking through, like if they beat if they beat like the Bears, Lions, Giants, that's three. Instead of saying five from a split, then they'd have to beat like. The Vikings. Oh, they think get the Colts. So if I've given them the Colts, that's what six I'm giving them. If, if that's it, yeah. So they'd have to beat like Dolphins or Vikings to get to seven or eight. That's just eight. So like I, I have a hard time seeing this team making the playoffs. As much as I love them and and would support them and want them to like be good, I'm like I don't think this is the year for it. Yeah. So unfortunately, unfortunately, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean. Oh. Sometimes you just got to start building for the future. And I like the future. I thought they had a good draft. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think that they basically got a bunch of starters that are going to be starters next year. Mm. Um, once they kind of get rid of some of the older guys. Yeah, move on from McDaniels and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I honestly like part of why like part of why I'm wanting like a tank year is so that like they can McDan. <laughs> can like, McDan draft uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or someone whoever ends up being the quarterback yeah like their team's not terrible but it's not like it's still it's 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 and like the O-line's rough like that's a big one they've got Colton Miller they've got Jermaine Luminor but <laughs> I just had to read that out I'm like what's how did I say that um Duke Shelley's good they've got like They've got three good defensive players. Isn't Hobbs good? Um, do they still have him? Okay, so four. They've got Shelly Shelley and Hobbs, uh, which sounds like a cop show or a law form. I can't decide right. which. Or a um, comic. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. They've got Crosby, Jones, and Wilson up front. But their they're middle of the field still really bad, though, is a problem. Yeah, the, their middle of the field stinks. They will be a yeah, run they're funnel. Still, yeah, they're still going to be a run funnel again. And I don't... I'm. The dr- the drop off from Carr to Jimmy is notable. Like that's it, that's a drop off. So like, it is, but J- it isn't. Cause the the biggest thing is Jimmy's not going to hit the deep balls that Carr hit. Correct. He's not going to hit the deep balls. But McDaniel's is going to scheme quick things for Jimmy G to help him mm-hmm. evade pressure, which Carr sucked at. Mm-hmm. When Carr was under and- pressure, it was a car crash. Um. So I, I mean, it's, it's about the same with Jimmy G, though. <laughs> right. But I do think he has potentially a faster processor for the, that kind of scheme. Just to get rid of it, yeah. Right. So it might not be as exciting, but he also might 
do okay. Higher, you know, more of that stat kind of way of higher completion percentage, shorter mm-hmm. throws, more first downs, but maybe less touchdowns kind of thing. Yeah, I, I will. I will add definitely dynasty. Keep it on Aiden O'Connell because he there's a good chance he plays this year at some point. I, I moved him up uh, after the draft. I'm like, oh, he's on the Raiders behind. Uh, let's check notes. Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put him on the dynasty watch list on that one. God, his uh, ESPN picture is amazing. By oh, the way. I gotta look at it. Hold on. That's the guy you want. <laughs> he looks he looks like a pervert uh, I the, love the mustache is terrible the mustache. please aiden if anyone could get this to aiden shave that mustache For the, I, the first picture i saw of him was at the combine and he's like up at the mic he looks he just looks like a predator like i don't know what to say it's a terrible mustache Oh, gosh. oh my gosh, yeah, shave that, please. Um, <laughs> on that note, we're going to shave this episode short now and uh, call it here. We've got uh, the AFC down. We'll be back next time with the NFC. In the meantime, you could find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. I've tweeted a little bit about basketball just because of DFS, but we'll be back to football. Don't worry, don't worry, don't get scared. Um, online at MozzieandTheMuscle.com. And of course, if you're listening to us, you know where to find us. But please share um, to tell people about fantasy football with mozzie and the muscle if you look up like you know on apple music you go to the mozzie oh you might see the, the rapper mozzie um we're not talking about the defensive tackle mozzie either um but yeah if, you, if you're on the podcast or spotify and you search up mozzie and the muscle like you're gonna you, it's you're gonna get it so i I, th- I think people will be able to find it but thank you for tuning in and we will be back soon